did all this stuff. Anyways, it didn't chart. And then six weeks later, he debuted his album, David Bowie, called David Bowie, which was met with the same fate. It was did not do well. So after all of that, he basically decided, you know what? I'm, I'm done. And he stopped for two years. He didn't hear anything from him at all. And then he met this dancer by the name of Lindsay Kemp in 1967 and he enrolled in this guy's dance classes at the London Dance Center and he studied dramatic arts with him. He studied like everything from avant-garde to mime to um, commedia de la art and he became immersed in this whole like idea of creating a persona around the artist um, through those studies. So um, his second album which was um, which was reissued internationally in 1972 called Space Odyssey which is the song that you just heard from that from that album. Um, it, it had you know the whole album was very physicist like it was a physicist what's the word I'm trying to say philosophical post hippie lyrics on like peace and love and morality and um, very acoustic rock um, but it was not actually a commercial success at the time so that song and that first album was not necessarily a commercial success it wasn't until his third album called the man who sold the world um, came out and that that particular album had a lot to do with um, schizophrenia and like mental illness his family had a lot of mental illness. His brother was mentally ill. He had suicides in his family, so it would make sense that he would sing a song about that, right? Um, and um, his next album called Hunky Dory in 1971, which is probably the beginning of when I start remembering a lot of his stuff, had two hits that were both a tribute to uh, Andy Warhol and the Velvet Underground and Bob Dylan, and the song was called Changes. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Mutiny. Welcome to Watch and Learn. I'm here with your co-host, Capital Pilcrow. Uh, today is probably... Hey, shut the fuck up, Vishal. Uh, today is pro... Can't command an audience. Well, I'm less than dirt. I should get off stage. Uh, today's the expiration date for my Notre Dame joke, so you fuckers are just going to have to listen to it. Okay. <laughs> uh, you guys hear about Notre Dame burning down? Terrible, what? <laughs> Terrible shame. <laughs> thousands of years of history. Well, not thousands, but a lot of fucking history burning to the ground. Uh, damn shame. But before you feel too bad for the French, consider it from my perspective. I'm Egyptian, right? The Louvre is filled with four stories of our shit, and they didn't exactly borrow any of it. Feeling bad for France for losing a historical monument is kind of like feeling bad for your klepto roommate for finally getting caught stealing at the Bed Bath and Beyond. Like, sucks you got a rap sheet, dude, but also stop fucking stealing my toothpaste. I'm just saying, uh, if God burns down a church, maybe he's trying to tell you something, and maybe you should listen. Have you heard of the Luxor Obelisk? It's a 75-foot-tall tower from Egypt. They plucked it out of our country, put it in their own front yard like some kind of fucking ancient carrot or something. I got more beef, too. Greek food? It's just Egyptian food with too much fucking yogurt on it. Philly cheesesteaks, just the shawarma of the West, but white people, I gotta hand it to you. Y'all really upped the hummus game. You guys really changed the game there. Innovation, for real. There's one type of hummus in Egypt. It's called hummus. Here, though, roasted red pepper, spinach, artichoke, garlic, pine nut. What am I, a sultan? This is wonderful. Uh, I saw an ad on the bus recently. Uh, help wanted sign for Muni, and it read, "Become a Muni operator. Drive transit in one of San Francisco, one of the country's most iconic cities. Great benefits, excellent compensation, civic pride. Civic pride? Really? 
If muni drivers are our metric for civic pride, the state of San Francisco today really makes a lot of sense. Like if your job is fending off crackheads while driving around people who think hazard lights mean you can break any traffic law you want, I really doubt that in the back of your head you're going like, ah oh, yeah, Frisco baby. And you can tell a lot from the uh, billboards that are uh, up around San Francisco. I feel like they fall into three categories. Apps and software, you're too dumb and poor to understand. Uh, weed services to help you forget how dumb and poor you are. Uh, and then ads for like STD and HIV testing. So basically San Francisco advertisers are like following this thought process of like, oh, do you have money or marketable skills? Oh, you don't? Okay, well then maybe smoke a joint and get tested for herpes because you've been sharing joints with like a lot of people. <laughs> have you guys seen those billboards that are like, my son died crossing this intersection? Stuff like that. Yeah, those are bummers. <laughs> and I think we could be better served with some more effective PSAs. Like, hey, maybe don't play Pokemon Go while crossing an intersection at rush hour. Uh, you're going to bum everybody out and cars really hurt. Uh... I had to get a colonoscopy recently because uh, I have a genetic predisposition towards colon cancer. Don't worry though, cancer free, spotless, shiny colon. Bet you wish you had my colon. My colon's fucking crushing it right now. Um, but uh, I had this uh, weird Russian doctor who felt he had to emphasize how weird it was for a young person to get a colonoscopy. Like, he showed me the full list of patients that they were having today, which is definitely a breach of doctor-patient confidentiality. Like, definitely illegal already. And he's like, look, all these patients, 60, 70, 80 years old, then you, 22. <laughs> Sorry, dude, I think I missed the punchline there. What was it? We only put butt camera up ass of people who are already going to die. That's it. And I figured, you know, there's no reason to panic yet. Just don't panic till you have something to panic about. Right now, no cancer. Don't panic, you know? But it turns out, to my brain, uh, lying on your side and exposing your ass to a room full of doctors, pretty good reason to panic. Yeah, uh, so the anesthesia kicked in during the hyperventilating and the tears, so it didn't last too long. But then I woke up to fucking Rasputin doing an impression of me to my family. It's like, he put, he take his butt out and lie on side and cry like baby. Uh, the prep for a colonoscopy is actually like really intense. Uh, do you guys know what it is? Uh, it's a 24 hour fast. Uh, you can only have clear liquid and jello and you have to drink like an, a gallon of colon cleanse. Uh, it is really disconcerting. Uh, after a long day of shitting, to find clear water coming out of your body, like crystal clear water. It's very jarring. Um, but I needed jello. I didn't have jello. Uh, I'm not like a mom from the 40s. I, didn't, I just didn't have that in my pantry. Um, so I went to Safeway. Couldn't find the jello. Had to find an employee. Be like, hey, dude, where's the jello? To which he responded, oh, jello? Like for jello shots? That's a weird, like, deviant first association to make with Jello. They'd be like, oh, you need lotion, like, for jacking off? <laughs> oh, you're looking for belts, like, to beat your children with? <laughs> oh, coat hangers, so you don't have any children that you have to beat with your belt? <laughs> anyway, we got great lineup coming up. Uh, for those of you listening at home, we have, like, 80, 100 people in this room right now. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna fucking kill it. Uh, real talk, there aren't a ton of people here, so instead of giving you the light at four, I'm gonna give you the light at five, and you can just run the fuck out of it. Let's see how we go. But our first comic, I don't know why I went to 11 for that one. 
his name is Vishal Call. Let's welcome him to the stage. Woo! All right, I'm gonna do my set barefoot. We don't need to talk about it. Let's just. <laughs> We got normal energy here. How's everyone doing? It's so good, yeah. Keep it going. It's so good to see all your lovely, shining, beautiful faces here. Uh, I know what I look like. I know the kind of vibes that I give off. <laughs> I get a lot of, I feel like you'd be great in movies, but I know where I stand. Like my ceiling is sidekick. <laughs> like that's where I'm at. I'm like funny best friend level. Like if they made crazy rich Asians for Indians, I would be Aquafina. <laughs> like that's fine. I'm okay with that. Like I could be a funny lesbian for sure. I could definitely do that. I get all sorts of shit like that though. Uh, this girl I'm seeing said uh, I had this thing called BDE. You guys know what that is? Yeah. Uh, she told me it stands for uh, baby dick energy. So. <laughs> That's that's me as a person. Yeah. Um, looking around the room, I feel like we have a, a good number of drug people here. I love to see that. I love drug people. I don't get those people who are like, I can't do drugs because there's just too many consequences and it's not good for your health and blah, 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 blah. No, fuck that. <laughs> Grow up uh, and do drugs and live with trauma like the rest of us. Live with the hellish trauma of doing drugs. Like, I feel like half this room has done enough psychedelics to where we're pretty sure that this is not the reality that we started out in. This isn't base camp. Uh, for those of you that don't agree, uh, explain this. I feel like shit went real south a couple years ago, and that definitely coincided with my last acid trip. So, <laughs> explain that. I don't know how to dimension leap back. Um, but as you can probably tell by the way that I exist, <laughs> I'm not good on drugs. Uh, I can't do the weak stuff, can't do weed, uh, can't do coffee either. Yeah, caffeine is a crazy, crazy drug. You can do all sorts of shit that you regret on it. Like, uh, I don't know, send a, a office-wide email with the subject line, uh, happy hump day. <laughs> and the body is just a picture of uh, a cat dangling off a tree, you know, with the words, hang in there. <laughs> Uh, you could also drink a big-ass cup of coffee in the morning and then wave hi to your old-ass neighbors in the morning. Uh, don't want to give them the wrong idea, you know? Do that enough times, pretty soon they're inviting you over on Tuesday nights to watch The Voice. And I know what you're thinking. You're absolutely correct. It is a sex thing. It is a sex thing. But, you know, can you blame... Hank and Muriel, you're married for 60 years, and who moves in right next door? A nice tall glass of mango lassi. <laughs> he starts giving you signals every morning. Yeah, of course you wanna slurp that shit up. Of course you do. Um, yeah, that's, that's what's going on. The worst thing I ever did on coffee, though, was uh, I, I drank a bunch of coffee. I got real energetic, and I got that invincible feeling you sometimes get on coffee, and I offered to take care of my friend's chinchilla. Terrible idea, because first of all, I'm thoroughly irresponsible. I've already killed multiple of my parents' hopes and dreams for me. Let's be honest. Uh, I'm doing comedy. <laughs> Second of all, what the fuck is in chinchilla? Like, I, I don't even know. Uh... <laughs> Uh, do you do you feed it? Do you bathe it? Do whatever. Turns out it's a it's a big ass fluffy rodent thing. Uh, you're not supposed to take it on uh, ten mile runs with you uphill. Uh, you and you're not supposed to bathe it in boiling hot water. And, and uh, you are supposed to feed it. Uh, what are you supposed to feed it? I still don't know. Uh, <laughs> 
this joke doesn't really have an ending. I just wanted to tell you about my time with Chibs the Chinchilla. That was his name, Chibs. Uh, rest in peace. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, so I wear I wear contacts. That is a weird fucking thing that some of us do, right? Wearing contacts. A uh, guy came up to me once and he was like, "I can't wear contacts because I don't like touching my eyes." And I thought he was the weird one at first, but no, uh, that is the appropriate reaction you should have to putting shit onto your eyeballs. Guys, I wear contacts every day, and every day I cry. I cry a lot when I put them on. I should listen to my body. I should do something, but I won't. I won't, and not for like a good reason. I don't need them for like my job. I don't like do sports. I don't do manual labor. The only reason is like maybe in my own mind, I'm slightly more fuckable. That's it. Like my self-esteem is just that low that I need to wear contacts. Uh, and it's, I don't know. It's not just me too. Like, did you know? But the first contacts were made were made out of glass. They were made out of hard glass. The guy who made contacts decided to put hard glass onto his eyeballs. It's fucking stupid. Was he like so sick and tired of wearing glasses? Was he like, man, these contacts, I mean, these glasses make me look like a fucking nerd, but I still need them to see. And so he ripped the frames off and just stuck the glass onto his eyeballs. And was like, well, this is an improvement. Um. That's what's going on. Let me figure out what I want to leave you with. Sorry about this, guys. Uh, oh, uh, I'll, I'll leave you with this. Uh, it's the weekend. Uh, I got a uh, text from an ex uh, last night. A drunk text from an ex from five years ago, guys. That is inappropriate. That is the wrong side of a presidential election. I haven't seen this woman since the Obama years. Shit was... Shit was different. You can't just enter my life like, you know, after five years. Shit is different now. Shit has changed. Uh, I don't know. She got. It. She sent me a text at 2 a.m. You up? Of course I'm up. I'm riddled with anxiety. I'm always awake. All right, that's my time. Thanks so much. Give it up for your host, Murat Shaki. Vishal, call everybody. I love Vishal because he's like, he seems like really well adjusted and he's really funny and doesn't even have the decency to be ugly. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, forgot to do this up top. Uh, FYI, uh, tips greatly appreciated. Keep Pam Benjamin's wonderful established running. Also, uh, announcement for my own self-interest. Next week, the debut of my open mic and possibly the finale, because they have not agreed uh, to hosting this regularly. Uh, but it's at way too nice a venue for me. Uh, it's called Manny's. It's right by the 16th Street BART station. Yeah, 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. next Saturday. Uh, please show up. And uh, it is, it's going to be a lot of fun. But your next comic, who's also going to be a lot of fun, uh, is named Ron Jow. Welcome him to the stage. <laughs> Hello? Oh yeah, here you are. So I was talking with a colleague and to I told her that when I was a kid I was really fat and ugly and, and she's like, I don't believe it. Do you have a photo? So I showed her the photo, she looked at it, she's like, you look pretty much the same. Like, can you believe that? 
Like I didn't say anything, I just went home and put her name onto my haters spreadsheet. <laughs> I have spreadsheet for all my haters, you know. <laughs> like like my neighbor, you know, the guy working at DMV, like my mom. <laughs> like that stupid baby who doesn't know how to say my name. Uh, you know, people say like when you journal, when you're journaling at night, that makes you happier, right? For me, every night, I just update my spreadsheet. <laughs> it's like, for me, like updating spreadsheet is like taking a dump in the bathroom. It's a kind of a cleanse, right? <laughs> and I do have people ask me, hey, have you ever crossed that person off your spreadsheet and put them back into life? I'm like, have you ever put your poo back into your body? It's crazy, right? I mean, there are only two ways, I think, for, for me to cross that person off my spreadsheet. Like, the first is having sex with me. You know, few people choose that option. Um, <laughs> the second way, basically, is to wait in line at DMV for me. You know, a lot of people say that, like, after they get off my spreadsheet, you know, their life has transformed. If you want to try that, let me know. Um, so um, I like reading poems, because I, I read poems right after I watch some porn. It's just very like, you know, just I like the variety, right? It's like, it's like sleeping with a, with a stranger before you get married, right? <laughs> or, or like swimming in the mud before you take a milk shower. <laughs> or, or it's like, uh, picking your nose before you make us make your friend a sushi roll. Yeah, your friends don't need to know about this. I remember back then I was uh, once I was uh, having dinner with my friend and in a Chinese restaurant. He went to he went to a bathroom and I saw a fly just flying into his soup. And when he came back, I just looked at him, didn't say anything, and I was just staring at him eating up the entire soup without saying a word. And he's like, well, yeah, the soup tastes pretty good. I'm like, yeah, for sure. There's some extra sauces for you. Um, and and um, I think that's basically, for me, the true friendship, right? Because we have, we don't tell a secret that he does not need to know. Because I know, I knew at that time, he needed more protein. So I, another thing about me is that I'm like, I feel like nowadays it's pretty easy for me to just get a woman's phone number, like no challenge at all. Yep. So I just decided to try something else, right? I want to change my strategy. So nowadays, I just ask for their address. Oh. <laughs> just go straight to their place. Hey, do you want a date? <laughs> and she's like, no. I'm like, but I'm in your backyard. I'm just saying, if you change your mind, you can always find me in your backyard. <laughs> I do, I do an optical race for a reason. So, I mean, earlier I was looking for a job. It's kind of a very interesting journey. I had an interview with Walmart. And I, they called me, they asked me, hey, what is your qualification? And, and I said, I'm Asian. So they were like, wow. I'm like, yes. So the rest of the conversation went very well. I actually got to the on-site interview. And um, basically, the, the interview was like 45 minutes drive from, 
from my apartment. So I I I, well, I like left earlier just in case I was late, right? So I got there. Basically, I was left early according according to Google Maps, and I was stuck in traffic. And the Google Maps just kept adding numbers. Like it's like 45 an hour, an hour 20. I was so mad. I was like, Google Maps, you betrayed me. It's like just like when your parents tell you that if you study hard in college, you'll get a girlfriend, right? I studied so hard in college, and and uh, four years later, I asked my dad, "Where's my girlfriend?" And he's like, "Without you at home, I got a girlfriend." <laughs> Thank you all. Wrong, Zhao, everybody. I remember that thing where I said I'd light you at five and let you run the fuck out of the light. Turns out I don't have that much power as a host. Uh, so back to light at four. No, you're good, dude. All right, but your next comic, everybody, please give it up for the sleepy charm of Victor Trevino. Uh, what? That is way too small of a hole for money to fit into. <laughs> What, uh, I'm not going to do origami to donate. Just fucking take the cap off, please. <laughs> Let's make it a little easier. You guys... Ah, oh fuck. I guess I'm not going to do a set. You guys remember when um, Mutiny Radio had a scandal where someone made a fake Venmo for them? I don't know if you know this. There's a, f there's a fake Mutiny Radio Venmo that has like 300 comic friends. No one knows who fucking made it. <laughs> there is a crafty comedian among us. <laughs> No one fucking donates to Mutiny Radio, though, so there's no way that guy made that much money. <laughs> okay. Pivot. Jokes. Jokes, 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 jokes. What was I going to say? Uh, I have a really hateable face. I get that. <laughs> For people on the radio, you're missing out. <laughs> I have a hateable face. When it comes to time to get a haircut, I get real nervous. So you have to, like... If this haircut goes badly, I'm gonna have to take some time off work is <laughs> the problem. I hate my face, people hate my face, baristas hate my face. <laughs> I do this thing where like, I'll go to uh, Starbucks and I'll ask for a coffee and I'll be like, my name's Victor. And they're like, yeah, whatever, Richard. I'm like, okay, I'll take an iced latte. And they're like, yeah, go wait over there. And they're like, black coffee for uh, Butts' face. <laughs> okay, I'll take it. I'm actually uh, half Mexican, half Spanish. Uh, yeah, is, is that a, is that a uh, that's, should that be a aha moment? Do I look it? I don't know how to say this to you, Ron. Uh, no hablo. <laughs> My uh, mom and dad are both... Spanish-speaking immigrants, and I just didn't inherit that gene. <laughs> oh, what the fuck happened there? Like, I don't take responsibility for that at all. But I did, I don't know if you know how embarrassing it is. When I grew up, I had to learn Spanish curse words from my white friends. <laughs> <laughs> like, I had a white friend that would teach me all like Spanish curse words, and every time he'd give me the same lecture, he'd be like, Victor, your mom speaks Spanish. Your dad speaks Spanish. Why don't you know these words? I'm like, Devin, your mom is divorced. And your dad is divorced. <laughs> so shut the fuck up and teach me how to say butt sex. <laughs> also, Devin, you only know Spanish because you do construction work. <laughs> so watch out. <laughs> 
I try to feel Spanish and Mexican sometimes. Like, I watch the movie Coco. I don't like it. <laughs> I didn't cry at all. It's like watching it with all my cousins that speak Spanish, and they're bawling. I'm like sitting there trying to force myself to cry like I'm trying to get an erection. I'm like, come on, Victor. <laughs> come on, Victor, this is sad. <laughs> I still eat tacos with flour tortillas on them. I don't feel Mexican. I know that uh, I look Jewish, though. I'm finding I look Jewish now. Uh, I find that out because uh, every time I have or I walk into a conversation that's about conspiracy theories, people just stop talking. <laughs> like, yeah, man, that's why they created the Federal Reserve. What's up, Victor? <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's chill, guys. I'm Mexican. And they're like, oh, yeah? Uh, hablo espanol? And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I feel like a Jewish undercover cop in that situation, you know? Um, you, yep. Uh, did you know that asparagus makes your pee smell funny? No. You didn't know that? Did anybody else know that? Yeah. Did you know it still tastes the same? (laughs) 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 Okay, that's it. Uh, Thanks a lot, Victor Trevino. Victor Trevino, everybody. I didn't know you were half Spanish, half Mexican. I feel like you have the same problem Hunter Uniac has, where he's like half Filipino, but just looks like the whitest dude ever. Like, I'm pretty sure one of Hunter's parents is just lying to him. Like, I'm pretty sure he's just full white. Uh, (laughs) uh, I actually was raised not speaking Arabic by my parents because they were worried I'd have an accent and kids would bully me. So can't communicate with half my family because of that reason. Lovely. Lovely note. Your next comic, I just saw Avengers with him at one in the morning, and he would not stop crying. It was a bit much. Uh, But please welcome to the stage, Kelly Evans. Thank you. Thank you. It was like a strong tear, okay? Like, it was like a single, respectable tear for a Marvel movie, okay? You've done it. I just wanted Pam to know I'm putting money in this bucket. Five dollars. Five dollars, you know? Just got to take care of yourself. Okay, anyway, hail Satan. Thank you very much. (laughs) It's there, right? Um, I got in a conversation with a friend recently, and they asked me when the last time that I, 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 like, when was the last time you you shat yourself, you know? And I was like, oh, shit, uh, 19. It was 19. Uh, yeah, no, I was, it's like, you know what I'm talking, you're like driving home, and you're like, fuck, this is, it needs to happen now, and like, you run out, like, I ran, which is probably a mistake, and uh, I got to the door, and I I got the keys in, and I just, and like, you drop them, and then it fucking shat my pants. That was it, that was, you know, I think what happened was I just like, your butthole realizes like, we're home free, man, we're here, right? This is it, it smells like home, let's let this shit go, you know? It's like, no, I like those pants. Those pants were, you know, I feel like my butthole is like uh, a wide receiver, you know, that just like got five yards away and was like, ah, dance time, yeah, and then <laughs> fumble the fucking ball, man, come on. Get your shit together, you know? Fuck. Anyway, um, <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I get really high, like I am now. Anyway, uh, I get really, <laughs> it's, it's about to overcome me. It's a problem. Uh, but then I started thinking about, you know, really deep shit. I'm intellectual. Anyway, I'm thinking about like 
how Google is just like mining all of our data, right? They're just like soaking it all up so they can manipulate us. It's like we live, I feel like we live in like a 1984, you know? But it's like a stupid 1984, right? Because like instead of, uh, you know, the machines analyzing our data to force us to do what the government wants and fight in endless wars, you know, it manipulates us to buy more shit, buy a t-shirt in Miami that says Miami, you'll never fucking wear it again because... You don't need that shit, man. You throw that shit out it's on some dolphin's face in the ocean. Anyway, that's not me. Uh, <laughs> I'm from Texas. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all right, cool. That's not, yeah, sure. That usually doesn't get that reaction, honestly. Um, California, you're just like, boo. Or there's that one guy in the back who's like, yeah, fucking Texas. I'm like, he's, he's from Texas. Yeah, it's, we play a lot of football. There's a lot of head damage. You know, it's like, it's a problem. That's why we're loud. Um, but like, it's so growing up there, we had this uh, anti-littering campaign. It's called Don't Mess With Texas. Don't mess with Texas, man. You know, keep the state clean. And it's pretty like characteristic for Texas because even when we're doing something like nice, for they're like, trying to save the environment and, you know, something healthy for people. We have to finish it with violence. And they're like, I will fuck you up if you mess with Texas, man. Throw that can on the ground. I will punch you in your dick. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly how it is, you know? It's fucking no fear stickers everywhere. They, they made a lot of money in that state. Um, <laughs> I feel like I get a lot of hate uh, from people or people dislike me because I look like uh, I evict families from their homes, you know, like, <laughs> and uh, turn them into really beautiful two-bedroom, one-bathroom ranch houses. Huh? Anybody looking? I got a deal. Flip that shit, you know? Like, let's make some fucking money. I got deals. <laughs> but like I, I get it I look like someone you want to hate um, but also hate fuck you know like I <laughs> you know I'll take that I've been hate fucked by women I don't even know like I'm like I don't, even, I don't know you like what do I look like your ex-boyfriend who believed the earth was flat like I just can't you know maybe I'm a sensual lover okay maybe just want hold me just hold me okay you know who wants to be little spoon here huh this guy all right he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, went, I, went to, uh, I went to Europe recently for my friend's wedding, and uh, I was in Spain. And if you don't know, Spain is home to nude beaches where real people go. And real people are real ugly to look at. Holy shit, it's horrible. I don't want to look at real people on a nude beach. I want to look at fake people, you know, perky nipples and just like well-manicured balls, you know? No? <laughs> Nobody compliments balls. Nobody compliments balls ever. It's probably because you can't compliment something that ages much faster than the rest of your body, right? Like, I look at a healthy 35, and my balls are clearly pulling 70. Like, they are just like a natural thing, I guess. Anyway, I'm going to finish there. So thank you very much. I'm Kelly Evans. Kelly Evans, everybody. I agree. We basically live in lame Blade Runner right now. You guys <laughs> seen that documentary? Uh, yeah, I never get hate fucked. I mainly just get like indifferent fucked. That's like my brand for you guys. Uh, your next comic, different sort of brand. He's real funny. I only saw this dude pop up a month ago, but funny dude. Anyway, <laughs> his name, Jack Ferguson. <laughs> What's up, guys? I'll donate after. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to get another tattoo next week. I feel like the, the male equivalent of a tramp stamp is just like a tribal shoulder tattoo. 
you know like you just know all right new stuff uh i really like arguing uh which is a problem because most other people don't like arguing but it does take two people you know <laughs> so uh the only way i can practice my hobby is to just make someone angry uh i like arguing so much that i really don't have opinions my opinions are usually just the opposite of whether whatever yours are you know uh I feel like, uh, just moving on here, do you guys know what multiverse theory is? This is going to be a long walk for a short drink of water, but do you, <laughs> do you know what multiverse theory is? Does anybody know what multiverse... Multiverse theory is the theory that there are an infinite number of universes out there, and therefore, there are an infinite number of worlds with an infinite number of possibilities. So, like, somewhere out there, there's a world where Kim Kardashian is the commissioner of baseball, or something like that. And uh, I didn't believe in multiverse theory, except until recently, because I feel like there are probably other universes where they're attempting to explain multiverse theory by saying like, yeah, somewhere out there there's a universe where Donald Trump is the president of, the Amer of America. All right. Uh, I feel like lacrosse, lacrosse players are the group of people with the biggest difference between how cool they think they are and how cool they actually are. You know, like I used to play lacrosse and I thought I was sick and then I quit and then I realized I was just wearing like brightly colored socks and had cutting my hair into a mullet. And uh, yeah. All right. Uh, I think... Uh, I, uh, sometimes women fake orgasms for men. I think that's a nice thing that they do for us. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it though. Cause on one hand, I feel like it helps our confidence, but on the other hand, I kind of feel like one of those make a wish kids that NFL teams let score a touchdown, you know, like, oh yeah, you can do it. You went all the way, you know, you're like, you are, you are so strong. Are you, uh, um, I feel like it'd be funny to make Wikipedia pages for those Make-A-Wish kids that doesn't mention that they had like cancer or anything like that. Like Daniel Hunter is a running back for the Cowboys. He has one carry. He averages 70 yards. All right, this is uh, you know. <laughs> uh, I uh, I dated a girl once who didn't fake orgasms. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> I dated a girl once who didn't fake orgasms, and that was like stepping out of the matrix. You know, I felt like my sex life turned into one of those martial arts movies where it's just a training montage, you know, like harder, faster, again, stronger. You lack discipline, you know, <laughs> like uh, never did make that girl come. But uh, I can break a board with my hips now. So that's a good, good thing. Uh, my mom is amazing. <laughs> good transition. My mom's an amazing woman. She's run uh, 40 marathons which I feel like there's a certain point with marathons where it stops being impressive and just becomes like, what are you running from, you know? <laughs> there's, a lot of st <laughs> there's a lot of strong women in my family, though, a lot of interesting women. My grandma, she's 75, she recently dyed her hair blue and got a nose piercing, which is uh, interesting. I feel like my grandma is the only grandma who's more in touch with youth culture than her grandchildren, you know? Uh, I think, uh, have you guys ever seen those YouTube videos where, like, people, uh, people film themselves, like, fucking with people on the street, and then when the person gets angry, they're like, no, 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 don't worry, it's like, there's a camera, it's for a TV show, have you guys seen that? Yeah? That makes me wonder, like, what I could get away with if I just pretended to film it. You know, like, could I go into a bank and like rob the bank? And then when everybody's like, all right, we're going to call the cops. You just be like, no, no, no. There's a TV camera over there. It's all right. It's fine. Be like, oh, it's for, you know, like MTV. And then you just walk out with the money and are never seen again. 
Uh, last joke. Do you guys know who uh, who discovered gravity? Just yell it out. Who discovered gravity? What? <laughs> it was Isaac Newton, right? Isn't it weird, though, that we credit him with that? Like, I feel like he didn't discover gravity. I feel like people before Isaac Newton, like, knew that shit would fall down, you know? If you drop something, like, you know, like, you can't, like, it's not like everybody was just floating off into space before Isaac Newton came around. He was, like, you know, he was running around town, and they are like, oh, don't worry about him. He just got hit in the head with an apple and lost his shit. So, uh, yeah. Thank you, Jack Ferguson. Shake my hand, Jack. Jack Ferguson, everybody. For the listeners at home, uh, Jack looks like, you know like the dude in high school that would definitely fuck your girlfriend? He looks like one of his goons, you know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, But I'll be honest with you, don't don't listen to this part, Jack. It's been amateur hour up until this point, because your next comic is so, so funny. Uh, I was lying, it's definitely still amateur hour. But Mike Bonds, please come to the stage. (laughs) Oh, wow. I didn't realize I was going up next, you know? I gotta get my head in the game, right? Damn. But shout out to you and your afro, man. I'm loving it, bro. Makes me feel comfortable up here, you know? It really does, man. Shout out to you sitting in that chair, man. I've been watching. You're pretty, pretty nifty sitting in that chair, man. You know, before he was like standing Indian style. No, you know, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, man, you know. I'm saying, man, it's 2019 white people. It really is, man. That's all I wanted to say. It's just 2019 white people. No. <laughs> it's some shit we got to understand, man. I'm, I got a white partner, man, a really good friend of mine. He asked me the other day, he goes, hey, Mike, man, can I use the word nigga in front of you? I said, well, first of all, nigga, you just used it. So let's, let's calm that shit right there. I said, you just used it, you know? I said, well, I'll, take th- I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I said, won't you give me your credit card? And every time you use the word nigga, I charge your credit card. I think that's a fair exchange, right? <laughs> Meanness to say he don't use the word nigga no more, so that's all, you know. And I'm saying, it's 2019 too, man. Can we can we come with these dog names? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, my, my other partner, man, he named his dog Kevin Durant, and I understand... <laughs> I understand he likes the Warriors and shit, man, but you fucking his head up when he walk outside because you know it's a bunch of Kevins around. Hey, Kevin, your dog looking around like, what the fuck is going on here? Why'd you name me this shit, man? For real, man. <laughs> I ain't lying. I had, a, I had another dude who uh, I walked up on him, man. His dog just started licking my leg. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with your dog, man? He's like, my dog has ADHD. <laughs> I was like, damn, who the fuck diagnosed your dog with ADHD? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, your dog has ADHD. I can cure him for $5,000. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you tell me, my dog got ADHD. Fuck it. I'm about to start putting him in, in some kind of display or something. Yo, check this out. $5 to check out my dog with ADHD right here. For real, man. Went to a buffet the other day, man. I know, I know, I know. Big man at a buffet, you know. And everybody's fucking with me, too, while I'm at the buffet, you know. Telling me to hurry up and shit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, people standing behind me, you know you don't need that much, you know. And I tell you, man, you got to watch these kids at these buffets. I'm tell you the truth, man. I saw a little kid the other day. He grabbed a piece of chicken, put it under the fudge fountain, man. It's fucked up, too, you know. I was like, y'all need to grab y'all little kids. So I had to smack the shit out the little kid, grab the piece of chicken and tried it. Turns out that shit was pretty good, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, damn, well, you learn some new shit every day, right? <laughs> so check out fudge chicken next time you over there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For real, man. I ain't even lie. Life is good. Anybody married in here, man? No. I didn't figure nobody was married in here. I know, right? <laughs> you what? <laughs> I know. I know, right? I don't know what the fuck happened. I just I ate her ass, and next thing I know, I was married to her. So, you know. But, um, <laughs> you 
No, my wife, she, she, the other day, she sends me out to get toilet tissue. You know what I'm saying? And I discovered some real shit out buying toilet tissue, man. Why the fuck have we always had dry tissue? You know what I'm saying? I discovered wet naps. You know what I'm saying? I was like, shit, this is the shit I've been missing my whole life. You know what I'm saying? I went there, they had a whole section specifically for men wet naps and shit. You know what I'm saying? Not for women. Y'all already got it years ago. You know? Man, we was like, shit, man. And I'm like, who the fuck invented dry tissue? Like, why wouldn't you invent the wet shit before you invent the dry shit? You know what I'm saying? Just goes to show, man. <laughs> anyway, man, just found out I had a big ass head. Clap it up if you got a big ass head. You should be clapping. I know Mariah. Every time I say that, Mariah, the first one to clap. I know I got a big ass head. Shit, I understand that part of the game. You know what I'm saying? And as a man with a big ass head, there's certain shit we can't do. You know? We can't go to the movies and sit in the front row. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, the big ass motherfuckers always sit in the front row. Hey, excuse me. Can you lower your head, please? You're making me fuck up my whole movie. You know what I'm saying? And then I got to explain this shit to my son one day. You know, I got to explain to him, you know, how to deal with the police. And, son, you do have a big ass head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Those two conversations might go hand in hand and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't even going to lie, man. Shit. <laughs> man, got to stay off the internet, man. The internet's getting all fucked up these days. It's been, it's been fucked up. Hadn't it? Hadn't it, Kaiser? I saw you doing what you was doing on the internet. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know? No, man. For real, my buddy, he sent me a, he sent me a video the other day of a dude fucking a goat, man. I was like, whoa, this is some deep shit right here. I didn't know I was into it till I got done jacking off. You know what I'm saying? I was like, whoa. I didn't know I was into dudes fucking goats. You learn something new every day, you know? And the fucked up thing about it was the dude that was filming it <laughs> was getting some great camera angles and shit. You know what I'm saying? He was getting all under there and shit. Hey, y'all, that's been my time. Mike Bonds. Hold on. Let me put some money in this tip jar. Mike Bonds, everybody. Uh, I do have to greet. Uh, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Do it. Uh, wet wipes are indeed a game changer, but how has the West not figured out bidets yet? Like, that shit is crazy. Every summer I go to Egypt, I get a refreshing stream of water in my tuchus. Uh, I grew up with a bidet my first month at college. Hemorrhoids immediately, because apparently I am way too thorough. I thought people would laugh at that hemorrhoid joke, but instead, your next comic coming to stage. Duat my everybody, put it together. Hey, thank you. Thank you. I was looking at this piece right here. I like this piece. This is pretty good. It's a good piece. Uh, I like the contrastness of the piece. The guy looks like he'll kill you, but he's offering you fruit. <laughs> Look at that. I like that. It's, I was here yesterday, and I made fun of this piano over here because it had like a bunch of stuff on it. And I said, uh, I also have a piano at home. But nobody plays it, but we just put a bunch of shit on it. And now they clean it off, and I didn't know my words had the power to change the world, you know? So that piano, uh, I was here yesterday too. Yeah, I said that. Hey, uh, you know what I said yesterday? And then Pam was over there, and she was listening, but she stopped listening. I said, uh, all right, guys, you got to put $2 in here so that uh, Mutiny Radio can pay the light bills. And everybody's like, yes, yes. And then I said, or uh, Mutiny Radio can turn off the lights when the sun's out. And then... <laughs> I, I thought that was a funny joke. Uh, I said it and people stopped listening. So, <laughs> so maybe I'll do something else. Hey, you guys ever carry around an envelope where you, where you guys go? You guys just carry your guys wallet? I carry an envelope, you know? Fuck yeah, dude, because me, yeah, we'll hang out, dude. 
the envelope carriers, you know? People go, why do you carry around envelopes? I go, because just in case somebody walks in on me, I'll lick it and I'll look important. <laughs> Who am I writing? Stephen King. I told him that I have a better ending for the Shawshank Redemption. Turns out, Andy Dufresne did murder his wife. <laughs> you guys ever seen that movie? Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? Like, Andy Dufresne is like cleaning his boat at the end, you know, and then Morgan Freeman walks up, you know, and he goes, hey, I got something to tell you. I committed the crime. And then, boom, credits. That would be good, you know. I thought that would, what? Well, if my research is correct. <laughs> but yes, I think so. I think so. Hey, remember when uh, people wore the uh, uh, glasses? Like, and they didn't have lenses in them? Remember that? I thought they should have, thanks, Zach. <laughs> now, I thought that if people were going to do that, they should have also wore a uh, hearing aid that didn't work. Right? Why? Because the logic was an analogy. So you should have made the jump by yourself. <laughs> Thank, thanks for chiming in. Thanks. Hey, did you guys know uh, there is an, a, uh, an 11th commandment? No, I didn't. Yes. There is an 11th commandment. Uh, thou shalt not fold the pages of the Bible to create a bookmarker. That's the 11th commandment. Hey, I like, uh, I like the Constitution. It gives you things, you know. The Ten Commandments just takes things away, you know. Like, like thou shalt not disrespect your parents in the Constitution. said, hey, you got the freedom of speech. Say what you want. Who cares? They yell at you. Yell at them. Okay. Thou shalt not steal. And he was like, well, you got the right to plead the fifth. So, Thou shalt not kill. Hey, you got the right to bear arms. It's okay. Somebody's in your house, go get him. He's running away. Hurry. All right, that uh, didn't work. That didn't work. I'm going to ignore Zach for a minute because there's a $10 counterfeit bill next to him and nobody's picking it up. So I don't know what that meant. But okay. I was watching, uh, you know, X Men. Uh, I figured out why Wolverine is the most popular X Men. It's because he's got the most relatable powers. Right? I see Professor X controlling people with his mind. I go, I've never done that. Then I see Wolverine with his claws, and I go, yeah. The other night I was standing in my kitchen with a knife, and people respected me. <laughs> and I was waving it around in their faces, and they were all scared. That's, I've had six of those guys. Oh, uh, hey, my mom's a, uh, a Christian, and uh, my dad's a Buddhist, and I thought, since I don't have a religion, maybe I should try to satisfy both of them, you know? I, I want to bring home a big cross with the Buddha hanging from it, you know? I'm like, look, Ma, his belly is dragging him down. He's suffering even more. He's better than Jesus. Look at that. Dad, you want one? No? Okay, don't beat me. You violent man, why come you so violent? <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you very much. Do I my everybody? Uh, your next comic, regular old open mic tycoon.
fucking magnate over here. He's got Red's Place on Sundays, Tequila Mockingbird on Monday, Piano Fight on Tuesday. He is my comedy daddy, which no doubt made him very uncomfortable. Uh, give it up, everybody, for Kaiser Lieb. Did you know that everything is my fault? Like, it didn't used to be my fault until I started doing shit that helped other people, and then as soon as everything, like, did you notice this? Oh, my God. As soon as you do something for people, they're like, do it better. I want it to be a lottery, Mike, but no, it can't be just a lottery. You also have to tell us what before which one of us is going to go up, but I want it to be a lottery, and I want, I want to get 10 minutes, but I don't want to have to wait for anybody else to do their sets, and you should do it every night, and you should do it at a time that is convenient to me, and that's how we should... I'm really mad at you guys. I don't understand. What are you even doing? You come out here all the time. You're listening to me yell at you. I'm not even being funny right now. What is... Why are you still paying attention? Get out your phone. You were on your phone for the funny people. I'm... You notice how puppies have evil little sharp needle teeth and then grown-up dogs have big teeth that are not sharp needle teeth. That means that puppies at some point lose their teeth. Do you ever find puppy teeth? You find the teeth of children, they put them under the pillow. Right? Do the puppies have the tooth fairy? Is that what's going on there? The Tooth Fairy's stupid. You shouldn't do Tooth Fairy with your kids because that's a one-time payment situation. You're teaching your kids that they get money once and then never again. You should have the Fingernail Fairy. Every time that they go in and clip their fingernails, they get 25 cents or a dollar with inflation. Or I don't know. San Francisco's expensive. They got to pay for the gentrifying. That's gonna, it's going to be worse because of the Fingernail Fairy. It's going to just have to keep ratcheting up. That's another thing that's my fault is that I pay fucking rent here. I can't here to build software for you people and you don't even like me you're like no go away <laughs> i didn't I, I didn't come here on purpose i had to leave montana you guys made it suck not you specifically well you specifically all of you suck i hate i want to hang out in montana and shoot my ar-15 and drive my car with the non-collision compliant and emissions shit and i'm not allowed to do that anymore apparently donald trump's my fault i didn't donald i don't like him but I, because i'm from a place where some people like him it's my i fuck everything up I had somebody get mad at me earlier because I posted an Instagram story of me making breakfast. She's like, that's my usual. I make food Instagram posts. You know who else does? Everybody. God damn it. Jesus. You're going to get mad at me for telling jokes. You're going to be like, oh, he went up on the stage and he got the microphone and he told jokes. That's my thing. That's my thing. I had too many women in my writing workshop the other day, and then I didn't have enough women in my writing workshop today. People are mad at me for this. Do you guys want to come over to my apartment later? That's not a creepy thing to say at all. I need more women in my apartment. How am I supposed to do that? How do I have that? I, what I do is I have other people invite people back to my place because I think that that's less creepy. Is that actually less creepy? I was like, hey, Murad, you should find some people to come over. Hey, Vishal, you should find some... Because that way it's less weird. No, it's still fucking weird. God. I'm sorry. I'm trying. 
I'm trying. Just let me know what I'm doing wrong, and then I will freak out, and I will do exactly the thing that you ask me to do differently. I will be whatever different way you want me to be until the next person tells me that that's still not okay. And then you'll both hate me, because it's not a good look, because it's weak. You should just do the big dick energy thing and just continue to do exactly whatever you were doing. Because if you never apologize for anything, then nobody ever gets mad at you for anything, right? You only get mad at the people that, yeah, thank you, Zach. <laughs> Lighting me. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Babies are stupid, huh? Babies are just tiny immigrants from the future. And sure, right now, they just want, like, a handout and free health care. But you know later on they're going to be stealing jobs from hardworking millennials. <laughs> we should build a really tiny wall. Bye. Kaiser Lieb, everybody. Kaiser Lieb. I love Kaiser and Kaiser's brand of comedy. Uh, that was mocking, but I did really enjoy your set, Kaiser. Uh, Mr. Comedy Daddy. Anyway, uh, to introduce your next comic, I'm just going to quote one of his Facebook statuses because it was perfect. Uh, live more, laugh more, love more, Luke more, everybody. <laughs> I'm glad he picked that status and not the one that showed up on my time hop from high school where I was like, fuck you, dad. <laughs> I don't like how Facebook reminded me that. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to think about that again. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody's kind of like, fuck you, dad, right, when they're in high school a little bit. That It just kind of sucks that I put that on Facebook, though. I wish I, you know, put it on MySpace or something that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> MySpace. Who here out of MySpace? Cool. I'm trying not to breathe into the mic. <laughs> I'm like Tay over here. I'm not even going to explain that reference. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I've worked shitty jobs my whole life. And I know they're shitty because they make me mop. <laughs> Mopping doesn't work. Have you ever tried to mop before? It doesn't work. It's like you just put a, a like dirty spaghetti on top of it. Like... You have a mess, you put dirty spaghetti on top of the mess. Let's say the mess is I mean, dirty spaghetti. You put dirty spaghetti on, on the dirty spaghetti, and then that's and you swish it around. That's supposed to help it? I don't think it helps. I think you need, like, a vacuum cleaner or something to suck up the dirty spaghetti, you know? Anyways, anyways. I substitute teach now, so I don't have to mop anymore. I, it's it's a humbling job, though, substituting. You know, you walk in there, you don't have any sub plans. You just walk in there, and the kids are like, oh, this guy looks like the mayor of Whoville. <laughs> you know, it's very humbling. 
Or they're like, oh, hell no, we got a serial killer. This guy's a serial killer. Or like, they'll be like, man, this guy got, my guy got on some Skechers. I'm like, these are New Balances. <laughs> they're like, no, nah, those are Skechers. Oh, this guy breath stink. It's like, I'm not even, I'm across the room from you. I know it's that bad. I don't know. All the kids that gang up, they say things that aren't true. But if like 20 kids are saying it's true, it kind of becomes true. Like I felt like I was wearing Skechers. I don't know. I hate the truth. The truth, truth isn't even the truth sometimes, you know? Like, if everybody in the world believes believes something to be true, it's true. Even if you're, like, the one person who disagrees with it. If everybody says it's, you know, says 2 plus 2 is 5, like, you're fucked, you know? I don't know, man. That's, that's a weird tangent. Shit, man. I was looking up my family history. Like, my mom's maiden name is Oxidine. And so her father, Dan Oxidine, his father was, uh, uh, anyway, so it goes back, way, way back to Charles Oxidine, and he was born in Virginia in 1670, and he, he was born a slave, like an, uh, a black slave in Virginia, but he, uh, he sued his owners, and he won when he was 30 so he was a slave for like 32 years then he sued his owners and won somehow which i i feel like he had to be like half white to do that to win so even he had white privilege like even my slave ancestor had white privilege isn't that weird all right i'm, I'm gonna bring maraud back up here <laughs> Luke Moore, everybody. Uh, just a quick disclaimer, we have some no-shows today. Uh, so Jonah Pollock, uh, Zach Wisen, the, like the one true Satanist, where did he go? No? Oh, oh, okay, you are up. Okay, I apologize. Uh, your next comic is shuffling from the back booth, and he's going to come up here, he's going to tell you some jokes. They definitely won't be about Satan, or they might be about Satan. Let's leave it up to him. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Zach Wisen. Not about Satan. Not all about Satan. Did you guys know um, the the female period is actually uh, just a boner without a penis there to catch it? Did you know that? The blood just goes rushing to the groin and there's no dick and it just falls out. That's science for you guys. I don't know if you knew that. So I was talking to somebody the other day, and they were telling me uh, there used to be like a dock inspector in New York, and they're inspecting some dock stuff, and they had to inspect this police container, and it's a shipping container. The cops open it, and it's full of guns, just guns, 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 guns. And the guy was like, whoa, where'd you get all these guns? And the cop was like, well, it's from our, our gun buyback program. We buy guns back, no questions asked, for $100. You bring a gun, we give you $100. He's like, well, it's going to take a while to do uh, the forensics on all these guns. The cop was like, we don't do the forensics. We just, that's too many guns. We're not going to be able to do that. So that means 
if you murder someone in New York, the best way to get rid of the weapon is to sell it to the police for $100. <laughs> it's fantastic, right? <laughs> like, if you were, like, barely making ends meet as a hitman, you fucking clear that hurdle. That's great. Can you guys tell that I shaved my face with, uh, like, a single razor blade in my hand? Anybody? Because <laughs> it feels like it. But I did it. I committed. You gotta commit to the bit, guys. Or else you're just a fucking loser. I'm still a loser. It doesn't matter. I do a lot of, like, suicide joke stuff. And people love it. <laughs> and I thought I was the only one who liked the idea of my suicide. But no, everybody really likes it. <laughs> and it sucks. It's like... It's like I'm in this hell where my farts smell bad, but like only to me. You know what I mean? I'm just like, oh, it's so miserable. And people are like, that's so great. <laughs> oh, what is that? This is jasmine? It's like, it smells so good. <laughs> I'm like, fuck, no, it's shit. It's poop. Fuck, what are you doing? I'm like, man, give me some more of that. Come on. And I just fucking walk around eating beans all day in my own fucking little hell. Fantastic. I was doing suicide jokes one night. Just like way too many suicide jokes. Like 10-ish plus minutes of suicide jokes. And uh, this lady from the back of the room, uh, at some point she's like, uh, change the subject! She's like real frantic. Like, <laughs> And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm not doing that at all. Uh, what are these jokes making you uncomfortable, lady? These jokes about suicide? When, when do you think I write them? You think I, I'm like on a blimp eating caviar? Like, hmm, I thought of a new way to kill myself. That's... It's a coping mechanism. I usually think about well, when I'm thinking about killing myself. Uh, so maybe it could be an asshole. But most likely, she's just upset because uh, she knows somebody that killed themselves, right? And she's uncomfortable. Uh, but maybe if she was more comfortable sitting in a room where people were joking about suicide, more or maybe talking about it, uh, maybe they just would have talked to her and not kill themselves, you stupid cunt. And then she cried and left. I didn't do that last part, okay? <laughs> I didn't, but I wanted to so bad. I, I saw the line, I did not cross it. I'm very proud of that. I didn't do it. I was talking to this guy. Since I do a bunch of suicide jokes, uh, I always end up uh, talking to people about their impending suicide, right? I'm like, okay, I did this to myself. Here we go. And one of these guys comes up to me, he's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to kill myself tonight. I'm like, oh yeah? How are you going to do it? Because I would never try to talk somebody out of suicide. This is very fucking arrogant, right? I don't know what your situation is. Like, if you're getting, uh, if you're a sex, sex slave getting beat every day, you should probably kill yourself. If you can't get out of that, be fine. I, I have no fucking good advice. So I'm not, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm like, so how are you going to do it? He goes, well, I got this bottle of pills. I'm going to eat all these pills and then I'm going to die. I'm like, wow. You're really going to do it, huh? He's like, yeah. I was like, okay. Have you ever tried heroin? And he was like, no. So I gave him half of the heroin I had on my person. And that man is alive today. <laughs> huh? Saved his life via heroin. All things are possible through heroin. Praise be to heroin. All right, I'm leaving. Zach Wisen, everybody. That kid, he gave heroin. It was me, guys. Thanks a lot, Zach. I'm here because of you. And also, your jokes don't make me under uncomfortable. It's just your general energy and presence that does. <laughs> 
Hey, Kelly, you want to tell me who's next on the... Oh, oh, I have a disclaimer for the next, uh, for the, the rest of the people going on today. Suicide jokes only, guys. I need a type five on suicide, self-murder only. Uh, first comic here uh, to uh, fulfill that requirement after Zach. Going to be Capital Pill Crow, ladies and gentlemen. Suicide jokes only. I, uh, y'all know what a 5150 is? I tried to have myself 5150 like a month and a half ago. I don't worry, I'll explain. I uh, I went in and I said, I need a 5150. I am not sure if I'm going to kill myself or somebody else. So y'all got to put me on hold. And they said, we got you. Wait time's four hours. So then by the time I get there, they're like, we, we think you're good. We think you're just having a hard day. And I was like, I think you're right. Um, so doing a lot better now. You can tell I ran out of suicide jokes already. That's all I got. Um, I like Zach Wiseman's joke. I like that idea that they just take the guns, no questions asked. It just makes me want to steal all the guns and just sell them back all over again. And so like, I, I think I recognize this. You said no questions asked. You lied to me. This is rude. Um, I work at a sandwich shop. I was cutting meat the other day with a cutting board, but it was taking a while, so I decided to use a knife. <laughs> it's a lot faster. And that's why I think, I think you shouldn't pay people who make food, make sandwiches hourly. You know, you should pay them on commission. Because then I'm going to actually think about what I'm doing. You know, you're paying me hourly. I'm going to make the same no matter what. It doesn't matter if your sandwich is shit. But you pay me on commission, I'm going to make a good sandwich. I want you to come back. I want that extra dollar. That's important to me. The only, the only reason I work hard right now is because uh, I work for my dad. So if I don't work hard, then my mom is homeless. <laughs> my dad could be homeless. That's all good. He's kind of a dick. But no, that's not funny there. I just love my mom a lot. Aww. My mom's great. Terrible in naming. <laughs> She's great. Don't worry. My name, my mom did not name me Capital. Don't worry about that. That would be worse. I feel like that's, can't name a baby after money. That's too many expectations on a baby. <laughs> babies can't make money. Only, baby, only way babies can make money is in like modeling, right? Like babies are cute and all. People like, people like playing with them. People like seeing them smile, but you only gonna pay them to look at them. Or pay them, I don't know, Never mind. There's something there. Uh, <laughs> um... Yeah, I almost, I wasn't, somebody mentioned the female orgasm earlier, it brought back, it brought back my PTSD, just because I had to listen to my neighbor have an orgasm like all night the other day, um, which I wasn't upset that they were having an orgasm, you know, good for you, like I know the struggle, it's like seeing a black man not get arrested, like I'm very, I'm very happy you managed to defy the odds, but... I've never been able to do it. So I had like an existential crisis, you know? I'm just sitting there. My girl's lying right next to me and I, I'm feeling bad. 
And I know, I know they were having a real good time because right after they were done, the girl got in the shower and started singing. <laughs> That's some good dick get you to start singing. And then right after that, they went right back to fucking. Whenever I fucked, it, it's right to bed right after that. Um, so I actually, I woke my girl up. I said, we need to compete. I can't, I don't feel like a man right now. And she said, I don't feel like fucking right now. <laughs> the sound of other people having sex does not turn me on. Um, yeah, I need a punchline for that. Yeah, I'm gonna leave it there. Thanks for coming, everybody. Give it up for Murad. He's fucking killing it. I actually uh, have capital on sandwich retainer. Uh, I pay him like 30 bucks a month, and every once in a while he blindsides me with a delicious bond me. It is uh, really fantastic. Your next comic, uh, rare breed, authentic millennial hippie. Not one of those ones who seems to be uh, electively homeless on Hate Street or anything like that. Uh, you know what I mean? We got the genuine article coming up, and she's very funny. Everybody give it up for Rachel Pantheon. <laughs> Money and the thing. That's good enough. Okay. <clears throat> good evening, Mutiny Radio. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, so I have the opposite of a resting bitch face. You guys know what a resting bitch face is, right? I have like a resting, like really helpful lady face, <laughs> and it sucks. It is. I wish I had a resting bitch face because that's an extra line of defense that I don't have. People who are strangers will just put their trust into me when they really shouldn't. I can't sit alone on public transportation because anytime it's crowded and there's a seat next to me, someone comes on, they're like, oh, I'm gonna sit next to that girl that looks like a kindergarten teacher. I feel safe with her. <laughs> no matter what they smell like. And uh, another thing is like, people ask me for directions all the time which is their bad because I don't know where the fuck I am most of the time, but I am helpful, so I will pull out my phone and sit there with them and we'll figure it out together, you know? Uh, the, the weirdest instance was the time I was at a concert and someone just hands me their baby. <laughs> and he said, she's scared, will you take her? And I'm like, wow, you just profiled me as a nice person. You think I'm not gonna fucking steal your baby? What's it worth, like $10,000, maybe 30,000 if it's blonde? I don't know if that's true, but that's what my cousins told me when they were babysitting me, so I wanna go with it. But being a girl in the city who's super approachable, I have to build a line of defense, and I don't like to be mean, and I don't like to be violent, so I discovered I can just out crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's my defense. So, you know, whenever I hear things like, hey girl, nice ass, I'm like, oh my God, you need to tell me you can see me? The serum, it isn't working anymore. I'm gonna get in trouble when they find out. And then when I hear things like, hey girl, what are you doing alone in the city? You know, Alone? I'm not alone. I'm with all my friends. Let me introduce you. We have Stalin, Mussolini, Genghis Khan, and Hitler. We're on it off to an NA meeting, but then we have band practice after that. You want to come? Wait, where, where are you going? Oh, I guess he's not ready to get sober. But when I'm in a really sketchy neighborhood and it happens because I travel frequently and I really want to commit to the bit, 
I just uh, piss myself and walk around barefoot. No one's going to sit on the train next to me after that. And if all of those lines of defense don't work, the person proceeds to talk to me, that's when I'm really in trouble because I'm pretty sure that person's my soulmate. And I, I'm not ready to commit. So <laughs> I am a hippie. And you're right, being a millennial hippie sucks because there's all these like older boomer guys that like think that they're entitled to me hugging them. Uh, it's, it's not true. Uh, I don't want to hug you. I don't want your bugs, free bugs, free hugs, whatever. But uh, <laughs> I suck at being a hippie because I really like showering and I like to eat meat and I fucking hate talking about astrology. I really do. Uh, hey, sister, what's your sign? I'm pretty sure it's caution. But my moon sign is slippery and wet and my rising sign is no dumping. Yeah. Uh, I'm a hippie, I guess. I just fell into the lifestyle, you know? Like, I really liked it, you know? Like, the free drugs, <laughs> yeah. Like, the terrible music, the worst dancing, the wondering if I was in an open relationship or if I got talked into a weird sex cult again. <laughs> it's very confusing times. You know, they say, shame me once, well, yeah, fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, STD. I think that's how it goes. I don't really know. I don't really know. I'm also, ooh, I just got flashed by Maraud, nice. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, so I'm a feminist, but I really suck at it because I hate wearing pants and I like wearing bras and I get more dick when I shave my armpits, yay! That's what I got. Thanks. Rachel Pantson, everybody. Uh, if you want to catch Rachel, she'll be substitute teaching at Eisenhower Elementary later this week. Uh, edgiest kindergarten class this side of the Mississippi. Uh, your next comic, oh boy, if I could remember him. Horror! Oh, that's it. She got up. Now I remember. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Emily Ward. this mic stand because I'm in a weird state right now. I, there's a few things going on. I'm coming down from, I'm like on a, still on a Molly come down. <laughs> um, I, uh, I'm so over caffeinated, like my fingers are twitching and I don't think I can hold on to this mic for that long and I have to pee so bad. So bear with me, everyone. Um, let's jump into this. I'll start out with something like kind of really personal to me. Um, when I was 12 years old, I came out to my mom uh, as gay. And she was really sweet about it. She said, I know, and it's okay. Um, but the problem with her saying that she knew was that um, I'm not gay. Um, <laughs> that was a test, and she failed it. Do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> like if I was a teacher and I gave her a test, she failed it. That's kind of what happened there. Um, but... Uh, honestly, uh, looking back on it, I feel like that was pretty progressive of me as a kid to you know, like test her like that. Like I was super racist, but at least I had the gay thing, you know? <laughs> uh, it ended up uh, being quite an interesting childhood. Um, it was good for me because I got to start my slut phase early. Like every new guy I brought home she thought was a new beard for me. 
but for some reason, um, I had to play with the door open with all the girls I brought home, but <laughs> that's what it is with that. Um, I think uh, men can come just as easily as women. Stay with me. Um, guys, next time you're about to have sex with a woman, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get dressed up in a sexy little number and think about all the parts of your body that you hate and how many of them are exposed now that you're in this outfit. <laughs> By the way, I don't know why guys are so uh, confident about their bodies. Like, they, they shouldn't be, right? Like, <laughs> they should not be. <laughs> If you think about it, the only thing biologically relevant on a man's body hangs off of it in a bag. <laughs> like, even your balls are as far away from you as they possibly can be without being completely detached. Like, even they're like, we, we don't want this. Thank you. And the fun thing is, is like, the older you get, the wiser they get, and the farther away they go. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I do shit on guys a lot, I know. I feel like this is, I have to do it now because like white women have about five years before people are like, wait a minute, we don't want to listen to you anymore. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm going to shit on you now because this is the only time I can because pretty soon people are going to be like, you guys actually have it like really good. What are you talking about? <laughs> Black women are going to get a chance and we're going to be like, oops, sorry. Um, back to why I think guys can come. This is graphic. I'm still sort of self-conscious of this, but I think... Um, you know, if you had to squat after you had sex to get the gunk out, <laughs> you would try to push, put it off as long as you could, like put off coming as long as you could too, right? So, cool. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm working on a joke that I'm trying to make, call Australia power bottom due to its geographic location and place in uh, the southern hemisphere's economy. I haven't worked it out, but I like the premise, so I'm glad you guys started with it. I'll do other jokes. Um, yeah, I got time. Hold on. Um, I'll do other balls jokes. Yeah, I mean, I know I shit on balls a lot. Honestly, if I find balls fascinating, I'm just going to go on a rant here. Um, I find balls fascinating. I find men's puberty fascinating, too, because you guys have this culture of not telling each other anything. So you're... you're <laughs> Your puberty is this like series of stifled step forward till you find out who you really are, which makes everything about your puberty very fascinating. Because for women, we know everything that's going to happen before it happens. We talk all the time. I knew about giving head way before Clay came home the first time as my beard for my mom. Um, but anyway, um, I do love balls, not in the way that I, I look at them and I feel positively you know, but in the way that they represent so much that I've had to overcome in order to like them. Like, I feel to balls the way I think Republicans feel towards Kanye West. Like, scared at first. <laughs> but now we're on board. Cool, that was all my time, and I'm <laughs> I had less jokes than I thought. Cool, all right, bye. Emily Ward, everybody. Uh, speaking about uh, some mistaken sexual identities, I did uh, the Some Call Me Tim podcast with Pam the other day, and she was like, oh, I just assumed you were genderless. And I was like, yeah, that's what I was going for. <laughs> uh, one time, the love of my life described me as metrosexual, and uh, she ain't the love of my life no more. Uh, that white women uh, oppression thing really resonates with me, because uh, I, I, too, think oppression is not a scarf. You can just fucking buy it, Zara. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm just saying a lot of people are on the I hate white men bandwagon and I don't know it just seems like you keep dating and marrying them so uh, I don't know <laughs> uh, <laughs> feel free to shit on your next straight white male comic uh, please welcome to the stage the very funny Kyle Marcy
Don't know why I yelled it. Thank you very much. Uh, I know, yeah, most people are like, oh, another white guy. I'm like, that's not totally fair. I'm also straight, so. Um, thank you for giving me a second chance. You might have called my name. Uh, to be honest, I looked at that, that banner on the Facebook group and that, that blue on black font. I saw the M and I was just like, all right, we're going to Manny's. So here I am. Um, let's see. Uh, I was trying to picture what my sexy little number would be exposing the body parts that I hate. It would just be a t-shirt. <laughs> it's very skinny wrists. <laughs> um, that's what's crazy about like intersectionality. Like the group doing the beheading is next in line for the chopping block. Like it's this crazy like Ouroboros snake eating itself. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, you guys, uh, you guys heard of Ashley Madison? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I've been getting targeted by Ashley Madison ads a lot lately. I'm not totally sure why. Um, Either they're targeting me because they know that the, the only reason I have a girlfriend is because uh, I owned all three Lord of the Rings soundtracks, and so does she. Uh, or they're targeting me because they don't know that the way I got a girlfriend was by owning all three Lord of the Rings soundtracks. Um, I'm just picturing like them like, hey, Kyle, like uh, we noticed that you just got back from a lovely vacation with a lovely woman uh, who let you move into a rent-control apartment and just got a great job. You know what you should do? Uh, just ruin everything. Um, um, I think the only thing that they might have on me is that I have a little bit, a little bit, some porn in my browser history. Um, I could just picture Ashley Madison being like, "Hey, man, we noticed uh, that you just sit at home watching porn all day uh, instead of looking for that job while she's downtown, uh, taking care of the both of you like she has been for the last year while you figure things out. We should be targeting her. Like, why the hell are we trying to make you have an affair?" Um, I do have a bit of free time right now. I've been unemployed since uh, March uh, of last year. Um, no, it, it, last year I was like, I'm going to start my own business and didn't quite work. And so this year I was like, I'm going to start comedy and it's actually going a little better. God was like, don't worry, you'll find your tax bracket. Just uh, <laughs> tax. You'll find your calling just in a much lower tax bracket. Um, but I am looking for a job right now. One of the things that I've decided is that as long as I'm working at a corporate company, uh, I'm just going to be evil. I'm just going to choose to be evil. I think it would be a lot easier, like, uh, than than reconciling. Like, hey, we noticed that you, uh, we're we're a we're a big data company. Uh, we're <laughs> we're a big data company making the world a better place. Here's our uh, here's our lounge. Uh, here's our meditation room. It's like cool. I will be in there premeditating uh, how to screw everybody over. Um, that's the company happy hour. Great. I already know. I, I roofied everyone so I can uh, be the only one working and hit my quota. I was a big fan of, like, when Google removed don't be evil from their slogan, I was like, that's the spirit. <laughs> that's what I want to hear. Um, so, yeah. Let's see. Uh, Avengers is out. Uh, <laughs> that was my punchline, so... <laughs> um, uh, I, I think I might go see it. I used to, I used to not be a big Marvel fan, uh, but now I am. Um, I, uh, I like, I like the last Avengers. I like the Avengers. I just don't think they're realistic at all. Uh, and I don't mean that in literally every sense. I mean that like, I think those guys would just be getting way more ass. Like, even if the writing wasn't focused on it, there's no way they wouldn't be able to like address the elephant in the room. Like Will Chamberlain slept with like 20,000 people allegedly. He was just tall. Like, 
Like, come on, your Thor doesn't have a love interest. Like, how is he not in every scene just like, I'm sorry, I gotta go. Like, someone else has to meet Thor's hammer. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh I mean I don't I just don't really get it. Like Spider Man sixteen, I don't understand how he's not prematurely shooting web everywhere. Um <laughs> Like, my spider senses are tingling. It's like, no, dude, you're just going through puberty. <laughs> like, like, those are hormones, man. He's got to have a, 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 gym sh- a gym sock filled with web fluid uh, hidden, under, hidden under his bed. Um, gosh, let's see. I'm going to leave it there. I'm a little flustered right now. Thank you very much. Give it up for the flustered straight white male, Kyle Morrissey. All right, guys, uh, before we introduce your last comic, I have some good news. We're doing a lightning round. That means one minute, additional minute, for every single comic. We're going to go back to 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 back. But first, your last comic. He seems very bullyable, uh, which is why he's probably so damn funny. Uh, everybody, please give it up for Casey Fields. Thanks, Murad. Bullying successfully dodged. No, okay, this is great. I'm glad everybody's here. Uh, it's really lively for mutiny, I have to admit. Everybody making eye contact and stuff. This is good. Like, you know, laughter. Like, that's fantastic. I'll take any laughter, really. I mean, I was hanging out with uh, some of my friends uh, last week, and uh, one of our friends has this really weird laugh. Like, he snorts a lot when he laughs. And he, like everybody was making fun of him for it. And I don't know. I think making fun of someone for the way they laugh might be the meanest thing you can say to them. It's like, you know, hey, you know that sound that you make when you experience euphoric joy and happiness? We hate that. <laughs> Feel self-conscious about that forever, dude. Uh, Kyle was talking about Google. I always thought it was interesting. I agree. There's something there with their old slogan about don't be evil. It's like, why, why, why do you even have to say that? You know what I mean? Like, why? Like, you don't walk in. Like, that'd be if you walked into a church and there was a sign on the wall that just said, like, don't touch the kids. It's like, I thought that was understood. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, what else am I, am I grumpy about? I talked to my sister for the first time in a while recently. Um, my, uh, she's a bit nosy uh, with like family stuff, I have to admit. Um, she uh, called me the other day and she was like, uh, Casey, uh, she had an update about her grandma. Actually, it's the real story. And she's like, grandma has a new boyfriend in the nursing home. And I think she's having sex again. Isn't that crazy? And I was thinking, what's even crazier is you thinking that I'd want to know that. <laughs> she, she's in her 80s. That's the last thing I want to picture in my head. She goes, oh, whatever, it's, it's not hurting anybody. It's hurting my brain right now. I don't, I, like grandma's, I mean, I love her, but she's not even people anymore. She's just shapes. I don't, <laughs> like... I don't even understand how it's possible. It's like trying to figure out like trigonometry in your head. You're like, how did you put this? All right, I don't know. <laughs> um, you guys watch any like cool 
animal and planet documentaries, planet document, earth documentary, nature stuff. You like that? Is that good? You like, yeah. I've been watching this new one on Netflix. It's called like Our Planet. Yeah. They had a, uh, they had this, uh, this, I noticed that uh, like in every episode, they're really pushing the global warming stuff on you now. Like they're like David Attenborough is like really making me feel bad about it. They had this one episode about this, like, once, like, I guess, like, walruses have this one, like, rock in the ocean that they, like, breed on, and, like, and, like, there's not enough, like, I get all their other habitats have been destroyed by global warming, so they all go to this one rock, and there's not enough room, and it's, like, overstuffed, and so every year, there's, like, 20 walruses that just fall to their death off the cliff. <laughs> and David Attenborough reminds it, this is because of global warming, and I was like, this is horrific, Oh, I wish I knew about this sooner, David. This is like, I'll always remember to bring my own bag to Safeway. Like, if that's what it takes. Like, I, I honestly think that'd be a good idea. Like, if you go to the self checkout and if you had to hit that, like, I didn't bring my own bag, please give me a plastic one button, that they just play that video of a walrus falling into its death. <laughs> I'll never forget my bag again. Never. Um, Murad is right. I've been beaten up a lot. Um, I, this is actually not anything I wrote down, but today I went and uh, talked to a mentor of mine, and one of the first questions was, how many times have you been punched in the face? He didn't ask me if I've been punched in the He asked, how many times? <laughs> It was a lot. Uh, I uh, I just appreciate you guys being here. This has been a lot of fun. This has been the highlight of my day. Thank you so much. God bless me and you, Radio. Thank you, Murad. Casey Fields, everybody. Casey looks like Jack Ferguson should be bullying him right now. Uh, remember that lightning round I talked about where we'd all get a minute joke? Well, Max Eddie's here, so party's over, guys. Uh, but welcome him to the stage. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for, uh, for taking the time to hear this. Um, we could just, you know what, uh, if you guys don't like my set, just start shouting out your jokes. Uh, just, we'll do the lightning round at the same time. It'll feel good. Uh, and you know what, my set is going to be bad. So uh, we're definitely going to do that. It'll be good. Um, uh, actually, uh, it's funny that you, some, uh, Casey, you were talking about the, um, the Earth documentaries. I think it would be funny if they did do documentaries for other planets. Like they did a Mars one, like it's still dirt. <laughs> like a, a, or like a, a Jupiter one where it's like, oh, the red spot fucking moved. That's it. Okay, Jupiter has a big red spot. Mars was funny. You're right. You're right. Okay, good. Um, uh, now I've been. Uh, I don't know how to talk about this at all yet. But I just moved back to in with uh, my mom and my stepdad uh, two months ago, which has been. It's actually been kind of cool. Uh, my it's my mom gets like excited about a lot of stuff, and it's cool to see her get excited about stuff. Like we went, we all went to Best Buy the other day, and she saw a fridge that connects to Wi-Fi. And that was like the most amazing thing she's ever seen. She's just like, it plays music? Like, what? Like, that's, that's so fun that she loves it. Like, she doesn't realize that everything plays music now. But like, that's, I'm glad she's stoked about it. It's good. But my, my stepdad like had to fucking put the stepdad hammer down. And he was like, we can't get a Wi-Fi fridge, okay? We got to worry about hackers. 
was like, are you fucking, do you think that's, what could a hacker do with the Wi-Fi fridge? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't have your credit card info, dude. Like, that's, they can't, they could turn it off, maybe? <laughs> that's it. Like, do you think Russia's trying to, like, take us down that way? Like, oh, first we melt that ice cream, then we melt democracy. Like, that's, <laughs> that's not gonna work. That's fun, man. That's, I just love the idea of, like, hacker terrorists trying to take us down with our appliances like that'd be like imagine there's a wi-fi oven which there is uh, and they're like oh you know what uh, if they fo if they uh what was i gonna say oh <laughs> never mind it basically yeah the idea is uh, i just don't want to do the russian accent i do love doing the russian accent but doing it twice is too much i just love how like russians just when they speak English, it's like pretty good. They just don't use prepositions at all. They're just like, oh, you have two bottles of vodka. It's like, yeah, there are other words in between that you kind of use. As Russians are dumb, is what I'm saying. They're dumb and stupid. Uh, are there any Russians here um, that I'm offending? Dude, fucking, they're fucking listening to us right now, dude. They're fucking, hell yeah, dude. Yeah, fuck you, Putin. I'm coming at you. Um, do I have other things? Oh, I actually, um, like being back in my hometown has been interesting. Uh, I'm from Fairfield. I don't know if anyone's familiar. Fairfield, anyone? Clap, <laughs> clapping's not appropriate. Like it's more like a, you've been there, you've driven through uh, kind of place. Uh, it's one of those, actually this is the best way I can describe it. It's one of those places that gets really excited about its own area code. You know, like our Eric, right? Yeah, like our area code is 707. You'll, you'll fucking, if you say you're from Fairfield to someone from Fairfield, they'll be like, 707, fuck yeah. It's like, you should find something else to be excited about. That's, that's like the, like you chose the three numbers at the beginning of your phone number to get stoked on. You have nothing else. Not even a fucking high school football team. Like that's, at least those are people. Like this is just digits. Jesus Christ, it's so, it's so dumb, man. But actually, I, that's one thing I do miss about like living in the hometown is like just dumb rivalries, like, like high school rivalries and shit. Those are just so fun because it's like, uh, it's, it just doesn't matter, but you get to be angry at people you don't know. It's great. Like no one, no one even questions it either. Like if I had in high school been like, wait, why do we hate that other high school? Someone would have just been like, well, because they're, fucking other one now let's go fucking shit on their goalpost dude let's do it come on they, yeah that was, <laughs> was fun and no if we uh, uh we had the big game uh between the two high schools every year and we'd we'd prank each other like we'd graffiti on their gym like uh fairfield high sucks and then they'd fucking graffiti on our blacktop just like army ohio sucks and it turns out we were both right <laughs> yeah it was we're both rough. We aren't so different after all. But um, yeah, actually, so those schools, um, we played each other every year. The four years I went to that high school, our teams went a combined four and 76. <laughs> I don't know if y'all can do math. We played each other four times, and the teams combined for four and 76. They went 0-76 outside of this rivalry. That's what happened. There have to be four wins if you play between two teams that play each other four times. That's, the, that's why there was a rivalry, because it was like, this is our only shot. Uh, but uh, thanks, guys. Bye. Max, every, Max everybody. That's your, that's your name now. Max everybody. Did I see your hosting at the setup this weekend, or is that a different? Yeah, good for you, man. Give it up for Max Eddie. 
all right. Before we get to the lightning round, I just want to plug again. I got a mic starting next week. If they like it, maybe we'll have more mics. So show up if you can. It's from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. at Manny's, right by the 16th Street BART station. Way convenient for y'all. So really, no excuses, unless you're booked. Uh, that's a pretty good excuse. All right. This lightning round, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little, little ditty I've done many times for some of you, but I feel like practicing, so fuck you guys. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. You guys hear something called uh, microdosing? Yeah, for those of you not familiar, microdosing is when you take just a little bit of a drug, not a lot, just a little bit, for its supposed health and mental benefits throughout the day. In my case, it was shrooms. I took a tenth of gram of shrooms every morning with my cup of coffee, and I was really scientific about it. I measured my dosage on a scale, took it with supplements and shit, journaled my experiences, and from my extensive research, I can conclude that people really like getting fucked up before work. <laughs> That's really all it is. Let me tell you, you've never truly had a performance review until you've had a performance review with a small dose of hallucinogens in your system. That is a performance review. <laughs> hey, Murad, we know some inconsistencies in your coverage report. Are you having uh, troubles with the new template? Is there something I can clear up? Yeah, there's something you can clear up. <laughs> I don't know what it means to be alive. <laughs> Every day, I push numbers around on a spreadsheet for eight hours. Then I take an underground metal tube back to a home that isn't mine in a city that wants me to leave. <laughs> My ancestors understood the value of life and death, the cycle of humanity, our place in the cosmos. What am I, how am I supposed to know what infinity looks like? <sighs> yeah, man, I don't get this new fucking template at all. It makes no fucking sense, dude. All right, next person up with a one minute banger. The lovely and talented. I'm gonna call them lovely. He's a lovely guy. Vishal Call, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not wearing shoes. Get over it. All right. <laughs> uh, I think the word cocksucker. Terrible insult. Terrible insult, guys. Because uh, if you're sucking cock, uh, thank you for your service. Like that should be a badge of honor, right? The few, the proud, the cocksuckers. <laughs> uh, sucking cock and being the military too. Uh, very similar things because they both start when an older man with a clipboard lies to you in high school. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why there should be reparations, right? Like, I think if you've sucked a cock, if you've licked a cock, if you've even gone near a cock like it's a popsicle, like, ah, eh, then you should be able to go to college for free. That's what I think. Uh, fuck the G.I. Joe program. Uh, G.I. Ho, baby. That's where we're at. Uh, I think uh, you should also be able to uh, go up on airplanes first, and they should announce that shit, like, now boarding all active duty cocksuckers. All right. That's my time. Vishal Call, bangers, nonstop bangers, next banger. Next banger, Kelly Evans. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, can I just draw attention to the fact that we have an empty Oreo packet and half and half? Like, who is <laughs> dipping Oreos in a half and half? How are you alive right now? Holy shit. Your bloodstream must be sludged. It's really, holy shit, that's unhealthy. Okay. Um, I just have this punchline that I have no setup for at all, but I, I just want to see what you think about it. It's, uh, put the fucking lipstick on the rabbit. Anyway. Okay, all right. I'm going to have to make a joke for that. <laughs> it's good. I like it. It's fun to say. Um, I, uh, I had a friend who was wearing jeggings recently. Does everybody know what jeggings are? 
Yeah, thank you very much. The women know. Uh, and periodically men know too. But jeggings are leggings that look like jeans, you know? And uh, so, you know, as you can imagine, some of our friends are like, what are you wearing, jeggings, man? What are you, gay? <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? Jeggings? Uh, which seems strange uh, because it's coming from someone who's acting rather catty about their fashion choices, you know? It's like... <laughs> Those are so not in style right now. Anyway, um, all right, I'll finish with this. Oh, am I done? That's it. One minute. All right, thank you very much. It's my time. One minute to win it, but there's nothing to win. Next up, Jack Ferguson. Uh, I recently became aware of the fact that I look like a douchebag when I started doing comedy. Uh, I always knew I was one, but I didn't, I didn't realize the outside fit the inside. Uh, like finding, I'm 23 years old, and finding out that you look like a douchebag when you're 23 is a little bit like finding out in the middle of the day that you have some food stuck in between your two front teeth, and that food has been there for 23 years. Um, I live in an apartment with four other guys who look pretty much exactly like me. When we go out together, we look like the group of bad guys that the main character of a movie will eventually overcome, you know? Like, the, we're trying to find the karate kid so we can beat him up. <laughs> Cobra Kai for life. Uh, I, uh, I, do, I am somewhat unique, though, because I'm bipolar. That's true, just in case any of you were thinking of fucking with me. Uh, you might win the fight, but I'll burn your house down. <laughs> uh, uh, when I tell people that, I, uh, I get a lot of the same stuff. People usually say, like, oh, he's probably got bodies in his basement or something, which is hurtful because that's a rookie place to hide a body. Uh, I've been doing this for way too long to make that mistake again. Thank you. Gone in 60 seconds. More like jokes in 60 seconds. Next guy, fucking Kaiser Lieb. Nice to meet you. Where you been? I could show you incredible things. Magic, madness, heaven, sin. Saw you there and I thought, oh my God, look at that face. You look like my next mistake. Love's a game. What a play. Ooh, ooh. New money, suit and tie. I can read you like a magazine. Ain't it funny? Rumors fly. And I know you heard about me. So hey, let's be friends. I'm dying to see where this one ends, grab your passport and my hand. Cause I can make a bad guy's good for a weekend. So it's gonna be forever. And it's gonna go down in flames. Okay, thanks guys. <laughs> I feel like I just watched the video from The Ring. Like I'm gonna die in seven days. Uh, next comic, another 60 second banger, Kyle Morrissey. What is the light? A 10-second warning? Yeah. Okay, I was uh, abroad recently uh, in Europe, and if you guys travel, you might know that it's kind of common for, like, uh, Chinese tourists to have uh, shirts that have English words on them that don't mean anything, or they're just, like, the most decontextualized sentences ever. When I was abroad, the, uh, the fav my favorite that I saw said, if the turtles can't, oh well. <laughs> And I was like, that's pretty good. But then I realized we get Chinese symbols that we don't understand tattooed onto our skin permanently all the time. That's my joke. <laughs> Kyle Morrissey, I should really stop sitting down between these sets. Not really much of a point to it. Next up to the stage, Capitol Pill Crow. Yeah. 
I was recently accused of having white privilege, which I feel like it's just accusing me of being white. Like, I feel like that's pretty obvious. Um, I was pretty happy about it, though. Like, I got somebody so mad. They said, you white privilege having motherfucker. That's like when you get called a hacker in a video game. <laughs> that means you're doing something right. Um, I am, I'm upset that I have white privilege, though. Just because I feel like the more blessings you have, the less credit you get. You know, like, like Jaden Smith. His dad's Will Smith. But this kid's got way more albums than Will Smith ever had. And he's already got a TV show. He's got like three movies. And you know they're going to play Get Jiggy with it at his funeral. <laughs> Give it up for Mariah Shockey. Capital, everybody. Uh, I love video games. Uh, but anytime somebody calls me a gamer, I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm not a gamer. I love women and minorities. <laughs> That's not my thing. Nah, don't typecast me. Next banger. Rachel Pinson, give it up. So I had to turn that guy down for a date the other day, which is really hard when you're a girl, especially when you turn down white men because I don't want to be in charge of the next mass shooting. I don't want that to be on my hands. You know, I had to turn this guy down because he told me he wanted to be a cop. And I don't think I could date somebody like that because I don't know what my parents would think. They never raised me to be a cop lover. And I'm tired of people telling me to fuck the police because that's how you make more police. We already have enough of those. I'm actually really into nerdy guys, but it's hard as an extrovert with tits because I can't get them to look at me or talk to me. And the only time they talk to me is online and they say really cute things like, hey, you spell misogyny wrong, you stupid cunt. <laughs> Rachel Pinson, everybody, please make sure to spay and neuter your cops. Please act responsibly. Next up to the stage, Emily Ward. Update on my status from last time. I, I paid, so that's not a, an issue anymore, but I'm still highly caffeinated and on a Molly come down. It's not that bad. It's like, it was just like four days of it, like a week ago, and we're fine. Um, I also was not prepared for this, so I'm just gonna say one joke very slowly, and it'll take up a minute, ideally. Ready? Okay. I was walking in a neighborhood, and I saw a condom on the ground, and I thought, what a responsible guy. He planned ahead. <laughs> okay, that's my time. <laughs> that was her time, Emily Ward, everybody. Next up to the stage, Casey Fields. Hey. So I live in San Francisco, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like everybody out here worries about earthquakes sometimes. Is that true, everybody? Yeah, sometimes? I don't know. Sometimes I feel a lot of pressure because, uh, like, you know, in a relationship, <laughs> uh, like, um, like, yeah, like sometimes, like, my wife, my wife will come up to me and be like, what do we do, you know, when an earthquake happens? And if I don't want to lie to her, I just have to act like I know what I'm talking about. Just be like, <laughs> she's like, yeah, you know, it's going to be fine. Uh, I'm a very good runner. I can go and ask an adult for help and stuff. All right. <laughs> Thanks. 
Casey Fields, everybody, apparently has a wife. Surprised me for some reason. <laughs> Next up to the stage, Max, everybody. Okay. Keep it going. Keep it going for Murad for hosting this. Let's uh, clap for him. Clap. I'm the last one, so fucking clap. Yeah. Anyway, keep it going for yourselves for coming and doing comedy on a Saturday. There you go. Keep it going for Casey. That was a great minute set. That was great. I love that. There we go. Keep it going for Capital. Keep it going for Capital for having this mic at all. I love that. Love that we have a space. That's cool. Keep it going for this lady right here. I actually don't know her name, but keep it going for her. Keep it going for her. She's been chilling. She didn't even do comedy. She's your audience for tonight. Keep it going for her. Keep it going for Emily. I'll do a joke, I promise. Um, okay, this is, that was dumb. Uh, I, have, uh, I have freckles. I don't really like it. I got made fun of them. Uh, f uh, made fun of for them a lot uh, when I was in elementary school, especially. It kind of sucks because I get more freckles when I'm out in the sun. So it's like I hired a shitty contractor to protect my skin from the sun. Like, I, I can't tan. I just get the freckles. Like, uh, what's the act out I was going to do? I was going to do an act out. So, uh, hey, uh, uh, yeah, we couldn't, uh, we couldn't tan the whole thing, but we did throw in a few dark blotches for you, okay? <laughs> good luck with the melanoma, kid. That's what's up. Uh, oh, man. Uh, uh. Max Eddie, there's one more comic. We got to end this weird. Give it up for Zach Wisen. Half and half is the best thing to drink with the Oreos. You're fucking idiots if you're drinking milk. Are you fucking seven? Half and half is at least 50% better than milk, you stupid motherfuckers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fuck! <laughs> Zach Wisen with the 10-second joke and property damage. All right, guys. Well, this was great. You guys are the best. Aww. Give it up for yourselves. We are done with the uh, Capital Pill Crow brand. Uh, what, what is it? Watch and learn, everybody. Watch and learn. You watched, you done learned. All right. Yes. Have a good Saturday, everybody. Yeah. What do you think of it, Philip? Yeah, I like it. It's funky. It's funky and cute. I feel like he's trying to sing now, not like before trying to be a character. So you're right. Once he sheds that character, it feels like he's trying to actually sing a song. Right, as opposed to like being this be persona thing. Yeah. Um, should we go back to our little fun little um, game quiz? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so, well, this is more of a, rather than true false. Who does he, what other famous artist, musician, does he share a birthday with? Like big king of rock, Elvis. Yeah, wow. he was born on the eighth of January as well. Exactly. Well, he was born twelve years after Elvis Presley was, but they share a birthday. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. He, he, what? Yeah. Yeah. He used to always joke <laughs> around saying that he and Elvis used to share their birthdays together and stuff. He was actually on a talk show. He's like, Yeah, I, I, we get together and we share our birthdays together. And, and Conan was like, uh, Really? And he's like, uh, No. Girl, <laughs> without a hint, how were we ever going to guess that one? <laughs> I don't know, girl. <laughs> you got a phone, right? <laughs> she got. A she got service. She got Metro. Um, okay, so this is interesting. So, true or false, David Bowie was um, was the one to first ever release a major downloadable single. That would make sense. I would say yeah to that. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to say false. Um, the answer is that David Bowie's Telling Lies was made available for download on his website in 1996, making what, it the first downloadable single from a major artist ever. It would have taken approximately 11 minutes to download it using the dial-up speed. Oh Remember that AOL? Yeah. <laughs> I remember one time trying to get the weather and the map was coming up. It took like a half hour just to like, not get just that, but like somebody would call while you're online. You're like, I'm online. Oh, the good old days. So, I mean, since we're talking about that, here's an interesting fact about him. David Bowie set up his own internet service provider called Bowie net in 1998, which kept going until 2012. Wow. I did not. Know that. <laughs> so listen to this. So signing, signing on to Bowie net costs 10 pounds a month and each user was given a free 20 megabytes, a free 20 megabytes to make um, their own homepage. And users were given um, loads of like Bowie co content and exclusive web chats and bonus tracks. He was ahead of, ahead of the curve. Way ahead of 2012? his curve. 2012? Yeah, until That's 2012. Great. That's crazy. Right. Just until 2012 we're still going. But 1998. That's like people that still have a Hotmail. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still got an AOL yeah, account. Yahoo. Stop. Really Queen. I hear Really Queen. <laughs> Seriously, girl. I know. I tell people, I'm like, I have AOL. They're like, Really Queen. I'm like, yes, girl. I got AOL still. It's like a fake. It's free. I'm not gonna get rid of it. <laughs> I, I send all my shit there that I don't really that I don't really care about. But um, so th there's also this other funny story. Actually, I should share with you that he was um, he was actually stalked on tour once by a five foot three inch rabbit. Rabbit. Okay, you're both looking at me like, what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> are you fucking talking about? So while he was on his North American tour in 2004, he was um, stalked by someone in a pink rabbit costume. And so he, he's like, it seemed like relatively, he didn't really, wasn't really phased by it. Like he kept seeing this like rabbit appearing in the, in the audience. And he's like, you know, hey, it's rock and roll, whatever, like a five foot three bunny, like whatever. Um, but he said that it got a little harrowing later on because he, Bowie got on a plane out of New York and the bunny, still in costume, was on the plane. <laughs> get out. Here. No, <laughs> just that, imagine like it's like the Fiji water girl. Like, exactly. what is that presence behind me, bitch? <laughs> totally creeping. Like, two seats behind. Like, Two's, ooh. I know. I was like, um, okay, that would be kind of scary if you were sitting. The bunny came on the flight. Come on. That's a good way to stalk someone, though. But if you're gonna stalk someone. Do it fun. Do it like that. Do it like all fun and cute. Like and just hide out in front of their house in your bunny costume. I know. Well, that makes me think of that Donnie Darko. Oh yeah. That creepy ass bunny. <laughs> Wait, with bird bunny. Donnie from, Darko. From, yeah, that movie. Oh. Wait, what movie? Don Donnie Darko. Darko. It's like I a cult classic. We know. Yeah, it's like I still haven't seen it. Oh my god, it's like obscure. the creepiest bunny you've ever seen, and it like, and it's you like kind it. of like a stalker bunny. Yeah, you watch it, you're like, am I high? Am I? I must be high watching this. Am I? <laughs> or I wish I was high yeah, watching it's the only this. Way you get it right. So. Just kind of going on with his career, in 1980, he he's now living in New York, and he released Scary Monsters, um, which was a, a very you know applauded album that featured Ashes to Ashes, and an, kind of an update after that, which is kind of an updated version of his earlier Space Odyssey um, number. And he did um, he did this song called Fashion, which I thought was cool because when I right, it's an awesome song, right? And when I listened to the song, what I'm thinking, wait, first of all, what does this remind me of? And then I was like, wait a minute, who copied this song? Like a little bit. Like I'm thinking maybe, and it never. I never put that together. I'm gonna let you listen to a piece of it, and then when we're done listening to it, I want you to tell me like who who it is that I'm thinking of that I'm pretty sure got their shit from this song. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Yeah. 
Definitely. I heard that today and I was like, I was listening to it and I never, I never put that together and I was like, wait, did he just say, turn to the left, turn to the right, <laughs> work. That really is what fashion is about, right? Just turning to the left. I mean, it is, right. but I kind of wonder like if she really did kind of get it from that. Probably. I because mean, it's, it sounds like it. It's not always just. always been influential just with everyone. So Madonna and Gaga and even all the divas we have now. Isn't that true? Like, so they, they straight up admit it. They straight up admit it. Yeah. Which, I mean, why shouldn't they? <laughs> they have yeah, to be influenced exactly. by somebody. Like, it's a homage. Just it, do it. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I just think that maybe, you know, RuPaul should give a shout out to Mr. Ziggy here. Um, but here's my, my one of my favorite tracks. So, Bowie actually teamed up with Queen, which, um, you, do you know this, Philip? Queen yeah, up with yeah. Team and released this, Queen. Under and, Pressure. And, uh-huh. Again, look at you, girl. Yes, and released a single that was included um, in Queen's 1982 album called Hot Space. So, it was, it was released on one of their albums. Um, it did reach number one on the UK single charts, and it became Queen's second number one hit in their home country, just after Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, it, the song was played every time that Queen performed live in concert between 1981 until uh, the end of Queen's touring career in 1986. So I mean, it was that big of a song. So t- imagine to have to do a duet, which you know, some, most of the time you do duets with somebody, it's like whatever. It's yeah. not, yeah. It doesn't define your career. But to have someone like David Bowie and Queen work together and have that be such a hit for Queen, it's pretty pretty incredible. Did you guys see the movie um, Bohemian Rhapsody? I have not seen yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't either. I know. Like now, I, I mean, I, I wanted to, but now I really feel like I should since yeah. he... I think so. I haven't seen a movie since 1947. Like, I never get to that house. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm here. I'm doing the math. I'm like, oh, this bitch. She's like, I'm saying it's Yeah, I just... I, I think it's I, We talk about all the movies we want to see, but we just never see them. It's just something we talk about. You just wait till they come out, like, at home? TV, yeah. I think Girl. it's at the Castro Theater this week. Yeah, it is. You know, I, w- I would see a movie. I would, I would love to go see that at the Castro. I mean, how gay is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, going to see Bohemian Rhapsody at the Castro Theater. Um, I definitely think we need to do that. But, like, did you watch the Golden Globes? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they were really good. Not, 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 not okay, let me, let me rephrase this. The hosts were <laughs> not so the bad. Hosts. Oh, my God. I was jokes. Sandra, oh, no. It was bad. <laughs> I was like, no, that, that wasn't good. But I thought, like, in terms of, like, the nominees and who was selected, I thought that, that, that it was thought out. It didn't just feel like it was just like a, based on a popular vote. Right. Yeah. Um, but and also, I think sometimes the popular vote gets split amongst popular movies, leaving the odd man out to, to come and, and win. No, absolutely true. I mean, don't, don't you think that like, let's say the, uh, the Oscars or Academy versus like Golden Globes, I feel like so many of the academies are based more like you, you, whoever you expect to win, which means whoever you like the most, whatever's the most popular seems to be what wins more, where I feel like the Golden Globes, like they actually look a little bit deeper into the art yeah. itself. And same with like the SAG Awards too. Yeah. Right. So I, I kind of, I enjoyed that. I enjoy, you know, and I thought the people that won were like, you know, they, they deserved it. Yeah, it was, there has to be a healthy balance too, because you know, like you look at people like Spielberg that are overlooked for major movies that are not just popular, but also, you know, really well done. 
so, no. sometimes popularity can like work against you. No, no, abs- absolutely. Um, you know, speaking of movies, uh, David Bowie was in a movie. Yes, he was. Do you, you obviously know which one it is, yeah, right? I love that movie. So, I mean, he. Um, if you grew up in the eighties, you have to you have to love this movie. The funny thing is, I didn't know about that movie. Like, I knew, like, I I'm sure I was obviously around. I just never really saw it because I was never really. A, a, I mean, I guess I don't know if I should say this. I was really a Muppet kid. I was a Muppet. I was more of a Sesame Street kid, which I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like I did like them on their own like the movies with them I don't know I didn't remember seeing it till I was actually an adult and I actually play it at musical uh, yep. Wednesdays at the Edge when I host there what's the movie the movie's called Labyrinth uh, Labyrinth okay and it's you know he's running around with a bunch of puppets singing um, he did have a career outside of music I mean it wasn't <clears throat> I wouldn't say it's illustrious but um, he he helped um, he landed the title role in The Man Who Fell From Earth which was in 1976 um, and he starred on Broadway in The Elephant Man yep which I was unaware of until recently. I think the reviews were not great, but right. But you know, whatever. She was there, girl. That's you know, that's that's. <laughs> um, and, but she, but her performance was critically acclaimed. Even even if the show didn't do well, she definitely yeah, the show was not a big hit for sure. Um, and then in 1986, what we were talking about, he starred um, uh, as Jareth, the Goblin King, in the fantasy adventure film Labyrinth, which was directed by Jim Henson of the Muppets and produced by George Lucas. Which you know, hello, George Lucas film. Um, but we performed opposite of um, Jennifer Connelly and a cast of puppets in the movie, which became now what is a 1980s 